Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, this is Chris, we're down on the beach and it's really soft sand today, so I'm huffing and puffing my way along the beach, please forgive that. Um, it's again an overcast cold day today, I think it's, real feel is about 8, got my down jacket on so it's all good. Frozen feet of course. <laughs> Many people have asked me recently about this idea of the law of lesser pisses. Please people and piss yourself off or please yourself and piss others off. So I thought of a few examples and I'll run them by you. See if it makes it any clearer. Yesterday I took my partner on her first serious bike ride on her new bike, her gravel racing bike, and uh, with her new bike shoes which have cleats on the bottom which clip on and off the pedals, which add an incredible level of fear because your feet are actually locked onto the pedal and when you stop, if you don't unlock it properly, you end up on your ass, and that's a long way down from the bike seat to the ground without any protection. Usually it becomes a, a bursa in the hip, uh, bruising or a cracked collarbone. So understandably, uh, a person going on their first bike ride is nervous. Many people go on the grass. We went on to West Head on the highway. Uh, so, there are two people involved, me and her. Um, I'm taking her, so if we look at Walker's Law, please yourself and piss others off, or please others and piss yourself off. There's two ways I could approach this today. To go there to make her happy, to please her, to give her the gift of some education on a bike. And the other way, was to find a way of pleasing myself. Now, making my enjoyment conditional on her enjoyment, that's not the way. So, firstly I committed myself to go on a bike ride yesterday at a slow pace. That means because we were up there in the beautiful West Head uh, Royal National, Kurungai National Park, beautiful, beautiful part of the country. My objective, A, number one, was to please myself, enjoy myself, please myself, by going on a nice, slow, easy Saturday bike ride in a place that I've been many times that I love so much riding in the forest, down by the Hawkesbury River out to uh, the lookout at West Head with a perfect view of Palm Beach and the Lions, I think it's called the Lions Head or something, Island, uh, just beautiful. And so at a primary level, a primary level, I'm there enjoying myself no matter what. I'm in a great space. Second part of it, I love teaching. So 
it was an opportunity for me to just practice my teaching techniques with, with something that's not too complicated. I'm not a guru at it, but certainly I've been doing it for a few years and I still have strong memories of my own learning experiences, riding a bike uh, with cleats. Um, and so it wasn't, it was good to do something that was easy to teach, but complicated to learn. Good to do something that uh, uh, I had to manage somebody's fear. And so I got to actually pleasing myself uh, phase two by learning a little bit more about the process of teaching, especially where fear is involved. So there's two heads up. Three, I thought I would love to spend, and I'm talking about me still enjoying, I would love to spend my Saturday with my partner, without the kids, out in the forest, without the mobile phones going, without cooking, TV, work, just cruising around but not wallowing in, uh, you know, in, in conversation. So the beautiful part about bike riding is you get to talk, but not very much. That doesn't mean I'm, I don't want to talk. It just means the primary focus has an, an activity engaged with it, like going for a walk. So with three levels, I'm pleasing myself. I'm still into Chris phase. The fourth one was, I know there's some lovely cafes around there, so I planned to either have a, a, a lovely Saturday breakfast or Saturday lunch with my partner before or after the bike ride. So there's four. And number five, I'm pretty committed to the bike riding world. I would love, and I'm planning to go to Tasmania, do the north to south Tasmania on a bike this year and I'm sort of preparing for it step by step and so for me going on a nice long slow bike ride in West Head I think we took three and a half hours we did 50 something kilometers which is not very fast but uh, it's quite hilly and so good training so I had my long-term connection now talk about Jess <laughs> talk about her experience well when we started I said to her I'm going to ride behind you you just ride at whatever pace you want so when we talked about this later I said to Jess did you love it she goes I decided when we started out not to be worried about how fast I went or your expectation of how fast I went. I decided when we left to work within myself and to accept the fact that there was safety behind me but not try to go too fast down the hills. So she decided right from the get-go to please herself. She decided from the get-go to deal with her fears but not be a bully to herself. So this is what we talked about in, on the way, in the car on the way home, and we're talking about this concept of please yourself and piss others off. 
So Jess's commitment at the start of this bike ride was not to please me, whatever, which she would have to second guess me to work out what would please me because I, I never announced that. Um, she also had a level of kindness to herself and compassion, the fact that she was in a whole new world and that she should try for herself to just go within the, the framework of what would make it enjoyable. So she pleased herself. She too wanted to spend a bit of time with me. She too wanted to have a nice lunch. She too, maybe one day, would like to come on the Tassie trip. So she had some long-term, short-term uh, things going on, but she wasn't there to please me on the bike ride. And that was the most important thing. I enjoyed myself, she enjoyed myself, and we both enjoyed ourselves because of the principle of please yourself first. Now, that doesn't mean I was ignorant of her needs. It doesn't mean that I was not engaged in helping her but I enjoyed every minute of it. And I think that's where it's going. Let's talk about now a different scenario. You're in bed with your partner having sex and you know your partner's thirsty for a good time and you're not. And Walker's Law kicks in, please yourself and piss others off or please others and piss yourself off. So the question then will become how do you please yourself in a situation where you're not engaged and another person is? So somebody wants to do something, you don't, and you're stuck there going, oh shit, if I don't do this, they're not going to be happy. But if I do it, I'm not going to be happy. So creativity is born out of this space. So the creativity of that situation will ask, what would I enjoy? And if the answer is nothing, then the answer is nothing. If the answer is, I just enjoy a lick and a kiss or a touch and a foddle, there are so many ways that you can do what you love even in a situation where it doesn't fully meet the other person's expectation, but at the same time doesn't ignore them. And uh, there are many gory details I can go into in how you can find that hybrid place where you do enjoy yourself and they do get a little bit what they want. But the priority can't be compromising yourself to give other people what they want and then resenting it for the rest of the day. That's not going to work either. Let's go to another situation where you're at work. So I heard a funny a comedian yes, yesterday on Instagram he said uh, he said roof tiling's a shit job. He said I started roof tiling and on day one I said it's a shit job and he said and 13 years later 
I'm still doing roof tiling. It was still a shit job. And it's kind of funny because at some level we think by persisting with something, it's going to get better. But it was a shit job and it's still a shit job. You know, and, and I think we must turn up to work happy. So please yourself or piss others off. It means sort of arriving in a, in a good place, which is, which is really easy to ignore and start asking the job to make you happy or the workplace or the environment. If you're stressed, you're unhappy. That's bottom line. If you're overwhelmed, you're unhappy, bottom line. If you're nervous about a meeting, you're unhappy, bottom line. There's a lot of things that will influence whether you're pleasing yourself or pissing others off. And just like anything, if you know your purpose, if you know why you exist on this planet greater than your own personal gratification, then you may have an opportunity to say, well, by going to work today, I live my purpose. By going to work today, I have a long-term benefit. Going to work, you find a thousand more reasons to turn up happy rather than hope like hell that the job is going to modify itself and reduce your stress and reduce your anxiety and reduce the overwhelm. Yeah, instead of hoping the job is going to change itself, you sort yourself out. What I wrote today in the blog, and I think it was number 31 in the episodes, was secret to all of this is look in the mirror. But I'll let you read that blog and go through the, uh, the robot to find out exactly what I meant by that. Well, I've got to confess, oh, and there's one more. As a professional speaker, I stood on stage for, I think, three and a half thousand presentations from audiences from 50 up to, uh, I think, 10,000 is the largest. And the stress and the pain you go through to try and please the audience is incomprehensible. But in the end, after about a thousand or let's say 500 of those presentations trying to please the audience, you realize that priority number one is to please yourself, to talk about what you love talking about, to tell stories that you love telling, to, to sort of be interesting to yourself and feel like you're doing something fantastic, feel like you're adding value to people's lives, feel like it's worthy. To, to laugh at your own jokes, not necessarily overtly, but you can. To feel like what you're saying is appropriate and funny to you. The audience will forgive a lot of mistakes, but the one they'll never forgive is a person who's trying to please them. A person who's up there trying to win the audience over is a person who's lost themselves spiritually on stage. And that's a pretty dark place to be because you come off stage sort of being applauded. But in what uh, any speaker training process calls post-event depression, 
Now, post-event depression is when you get up on stage, everybody applauds you, you're on a high, wow, look at me, look at me, I'm fantastic. Everybody applauds you, go back to your hotel room or work to the airplane, and suddenly you start beating yourself up because it wasn't good enough. Or suddenly you start feeling empty. And the whole idea is you get on stage and you, you must, as I said earlier, look in the mirror. And if when you look in the mirror and do your stage performance, and you see yourself there, and you enjoy seeing yourself there, and you enjoy that connection with yourself on stage, in the mirror, then you've got a high probability of pleasing yourself. And if others get pissed off by that, you can live with it. So we're not deliberately trying to piss others off in the concept of please others and piss others off. What we're saying is, if they get pissed off, it's okay. Now, pleasing yourself is not at the cost of another human being. We have no ill intent. We're not standing on stage saying, fuck you all out there, I don't really give a shit, I'm gonna just do what I wanna do, no. We know what they need from us, we know what they want from us, we know what they uh, will value, and at the same token, we're delivering it, but we're making sure we enjoy ourselves, we're making sure we're comfortable with what we're delivering, rather than to be a, a, a prostitute uh, and, you know, as, as you know from the past, I have worked with and coached and actually lived with prostitutes. And it's really easy job at one level, but it's a bloody horrible job afterwards because you've still got to put your own head on the pillow. And a lot of people come to work and become prostitutes. They just, it's almost like they just don't take any responsibility and they're hoping the job will feed them. They don't stand up for themselves, they get abused and then they complain about it. But instead of saying to the other person, that's not appropriate, they're not enjoying, they're not happy with themselves at work. And the workplace would be a far better place if we, we did Walker's Law, not to hurt people, not to maim people, not to bully people, but because we wanna be, we wanna please ourselves first. We wanna feel self-respect before we earn the respect of others. Hope this makes it a little clearer. Um, I'm going for a swim in this cold water. Bye for now.